Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 184. I'm your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Thanks for coming back for another episode. Today's guest is so damn good. Travis Brown is here to talk about how to get a million views on Instagram Reels without selling your soul. <laughs> it's such a good topic. And Travis is so high energy and so um, really, really knowledgeable on this topic. And he's really, really done his research and, and been very thorough with creating this method that he has. And he explains in detail how you can go through his method and really and truly increase your Reels views and do really well with it. And it's like stuff you can listen to and then go and take action right after you listen to the episode. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those shows. It's just juicy and full of good stuff. I couldn't compliment him enough when we were recording because he just was able to articulate everything so well. You're going to love this episode. It's super specific. And like I said, you're going to be able to take this advice and run with it as soon as you are done listening to today's episode. Before we dive into that conversation, I have two quick orders of business I want to mention to you really, really fast. The first one is just to say congratulations and welcome to our new Fun Love Media team members. So we have recently welcomed some new team members to um, to my company, Fun Love Media, because we created the Social Media Manager Program, which I'm so excited about. This is something I've been thinking about for almost a year. It's finally come to fruition, and it's it's a program for social media managers to create a Sorry, that was my alarm for my kids, but Ryan's picking them up, so we're good. Okay, <laughs> to create a customized career as a social media manager that fits into their life because it's remote work, and so it's very flexible, um, but it also allows you to like use your creativity and really dig in there and create great content for Fun Love Media clients, and we actually have um, social media managers that are going to be across the country. And it's very, very exciting, not only because it's going to help Fun Love Media grow as a company by having um, a larger team to be able to take on more clients, but also I'm just so proud that, it, like I was saying, it's like going to allow these people to create this customized career for them so that they can do this work and be a social media manager and bring on as many clients as they want and what fits into their life and really, really um, just get those juices flowing and create great content and have fun with it. You know, I'm just so excited about the social media manager program. So welcome, welcome to our new team, team members. We're so happy to have you. Um, and we're still we're still working on expanding this. So if you're interested in being a social media manager for Fun Love Media, um, definitely reach out. All you've got to do is email funlovemedia8, just the number eight, at gmail.com. And we're happy to give you all the information and see if it's a good fit for you. So that's exciting. And then the other thing I wanted to make sure I mention is that we have some really cool stuff coming up in my membership, Small Biz Social Society. Um, enrollment is not open as of the moment that this episode releases in April of uh, 2023. 
but it will open up for just a few days uh, coming up soon. So look out for that. We have our next guest speaker coming up in May of 2023 is my lovely, wonderful, talented, smart, beautiful, funny friend, Brett Shuford. Um, He's coming back to be a guest speaker again. And um, we also have our event coming up in New Orleans, our, our retreat for members. I'm so excited about that. So there's lots of cool stuff going on in Small Biz Social Society as well. Okay, so we've got all that done, checked off the list. It is time for us to dive into this conversation that I had with Travis Brown coming up next. Today's guest is a 100,000 plus creator, keynote speaker, and coach. He's taking hundreds of creators to 10,000 plus followers, millions of views, and five-figure months fast. He's the co-founder of Social Boom, where he teaches creators how to grow a massive following and monetize it. And he's now helping others build their own empires, just like he has built his. He's got a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. He's doing all kinds of cool stuff. I'm so happy to have him here with me today. Welcome to the social sunshine podcast, Travis Brown. Oh, Brittany, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, I'm elated to be here and get to meet you virtually and, and have this discussion, which I think will be really awesome for your audience. It is going to be awesome for the audience. And this is how we meet people these days, right? Like you just meet people on zoom. Like what? <laughs> it, it's, it's the truth. It's it's our third place. You know, you've heard of the first place is your home. The second place is your relationship, I think, or maybe your work. And then the third place is where you meet people. And our our third place now is on Zoom. Hey, I'm I'm cool with it. I mean, it makes things like this possible. I love it so much. I'm so happy that you're here. I was telling you before we started recording that what draws me to you is your energy. Um, and I know you probably hear that a lot. I hear that as well. And I think that also like what we were saying before we started recording, you know, all different personalities matter on social media. Absolutely. Like maybe not everybody wants as much high energy, but maybe some people do. And that's, what's cool about it. You can be yourself. Um, okay. But before we dive into our topic, which we're, we're going to talk about, you guys get this, how to get 1 million views on Instagram reels without selling your soul. Okay. That is our topic today. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I love it. So it's so smart. I love that. Um, but before that, please let's rewind a little, tell everybody how you even got into this whole world of social media. Yeah. Uh, absolute accident. So, um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Um, I've had nine to five jobs. I was in a touring band. Um, I've always just liked, uh, showing people what's possible, whether that be at my day job or, you know, and, um, I'm in the podcasting industry. I have a podcast editing company and I made these little decks of cards called pod decks. And it was just an accidental business. I showed people these cards. That was a free gift when you bought my course. And all these people said, I don't want your course. I just want the cards. And at first I was like, I'm not a deck business. And then I said, you know what? The market speaks, right? If people tell you what they want, you need to give it to them. So I went full force into this podcasting deck company and sold tons of them. But I also had all this knowledge that I could then share with people to help them make their podcast better. And so I just started getting on social media and sharing the things that I knew that that were not common knowledge to other people that were common knowledge to me and bringing my unique energy, right? And we talked about energy. I'm a high energy person. I go all in in whatever I'm doing. And, and I could see that being something that would either attract or detract somebody from hanging out with me, right? You might be like, I cannot take this dude. He's too much, right? <laughs> and that's a good thing. And so I just like really got immersed in the fact that um, we basically now with reels have the ability to make ads that we don't pay for. 
Okay. So if you get a, if you get a reel out there and it gets a million views, it's the same thing as an ad that you had paid for to get a million views. And so that is a very powerful proposition for every single person out there, regardless of what you want to do. If you're an artist, if you're a business, if you're a brand, it's like, we have access to eyeballs. And um, it was very interesting to me. And I'll be honest, when Reels first came out, I was like, I'm never doing that. I'm never doing that. I don't want to do that. I want to do carousels. I want to do this. And here I am today. It's it's my absolute favorite, absolute favorite thing to do is to make videos. What are the odds of that? That you were like, nope, not having an Instagram. It's not happening. Well, I've learned, and this is something for everyone listening, is I think the things you resist the most, you want the most. And I've I've learned that like, you know, even in, um, you know, going through therapy and stuff, like when I judge somebody, right, which I'm, you know, we all judge people naturally. It's not that we're all like terrible people, but when you're judging somebody, you're typically judging them as a reflection of yourself. And I've, I've pulled this into everything. If I say like, oh, I don't like that. I'm never doing that. I, I say, say to myself, hey, something in you, you got to look at that. You have to look at that. So pay attention to the things you resist because oftentimes it's the thing you want the most. Wow. I've never heard it said exactly like what you just said. That's really, really smart and so true. And I'm already thinking, I'm sure everybody else out there listening is doing what I'm doing. We're like, oh, yep, that, that, yep. There's a few things I've been resisting. Uh-huh. Maybe I should put those on my to-do list. Okay. I love that. And now you're just thriving with this whole reels thing and really have embraced it and have helped so many people with it. Um, so let's dive into this. I mean, cause it sounds like a tall order to say how to get a million views on reels and like somebody out there, whether they're beginning or even if they're just hesitant, like how maybe you felt back in the day, that sounds like crazy scary to some people to think, how do I get a million views on something? What? Like, how do you even, how do you even accept that concept and get in the mindset? It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people looking at your video, right? So um, anytime you're making an offer in your business, I recommend that you make a an, an irresistible offer that actually pushes you as the provider as much as it pushes your audience. So could I have done a 10, get 10,000 views on reels? Yes, that sounds nice, but let's go for the million. Like everyone wants, you know, if you're an artist, you want that platinum record. Like let's get some people, some social media platinum records. So um, the idea here is that, you know, getting a million views proves that what you're talking about is of interest to people. And the way that we do this And the way that we keep you from selling your soul is there's a lot of reels gurus and reels people that tell you tricks. They don't really have a method. So for example, and and I think all all content is fun, but a lot of people told me in the beginning, like you have to use trending audio and you have to use these specific hashtags and you have to do this, this, and this. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to do any of that. Uh, There's a three-step method to getting a million views on video. And the first step of that method is research. Okay. All of the information, this is the beauty of the internet. All of the information is already there for you. You can literally go to TikTok right now. And I only use TikTok because they have a really great filtration system on searching. You could type in your keyword and filter to the most like videos in the last three months. And what that's going to do, it's going to show you all the most viral content that exists. Okay. In your niche, in your topic, in your industry. Okay. So it proves to you that people are actually interested in those topics and those concepts. And all you have to do is look at those videos and say, okay, you need to look through the content a little bit, but you need to say, okay, 
this is the first thing they said in the video or the first thing I saw in the video. That's the hook, right? That's the that's going to get someone to stop scrolling or stop flipping TV stations, okay? And it's important because it worked. Somebody stopped because they saw this person say, how to get a million views on Reels. Now, the next part of that is simply emulating, okay? Now, not copying. I'm not here to copy other people's content or do anything like that. But to look at the content and go, what about, what was the format? Were they dancing? Were they pointing? Were they talking to the camera? Were they showing me the screen? To have a good indication of why that format worked. And then the third step is to simply apply your expertise, your opinion, your version of the story to that. So most creators wake up every day and they go, okay, I got to come up with a post. I don't know what to do. We typically guess, we make something up and it doesn't do well. And then we feel bad about ourselves. We're like, oh, I suck, right? And I've done this over and over and over again. I can literally look up viral content and make a version of it and it will go viral. For example, uh, just this month, I have two viral videos that are just straight based off of a, a research of a hook. Now I did my own style of the video, but it's a proven method. Now the second phase of getting a million views is refinement. So just making videos seems easy, but there are things that you need to be aware of in that video creation process that are going to help you do this long-term. First of all, workflow, okay? R writing a video, scripting it, shooting it, editing it, adding caption to it, and posting it, it is going to suck all your energy out like a, like a social media vampire. So we need to develop a workflow where you're maybe always looking for ideas on research, always kind of brain dumping little scripts and ideas, and then finalizing uh, having a good idea of what you want to say before you press record. Because... We've all seen that video of the person where they've posted the video and you could tell they've done it 10 times and they're, they're, they're visibly angry. They're visibly frustrated. And that's not a way to get someone excited about something, but I won't even press record on my camera until I have a good idea of what I want to say. And right. what that does is it allows me to be really intentional with the time I spend on camera. And it makes editing that video so much easier because then it just becomes a subtractive process. Now, one of the other things in refinement is just your confidence on camera, right? We were talking about energy. How do you show up? Are you chill and laid back and have a super deep voice? Or are you like in your face in the camera showing your personality? Confidence on camera takes a little time because we're, we're really putting ourselves out there at this point. And then finally, there's also little production things, but mostly punchy communication. Short form video is short for a reason because people want to get in and get out. And if we go all sidewindy tangent because we didn't prepare, then we're going to lose people along the way. But if we can be intentional with what we want to say before we get on camera, everything we say serves that promise that we made in the beginning of the video. How to get a million views on Reels. I could wax intellectual ball about that at all points, but I could also say, you're going to research viral topics and hooks. You're going to emulate that content by preparing your content before you press record, which is going to make your videos more punchy and to the point and keep people paying attention, right? So then we have this intention behind it, as opposed to this reactivity that most people do when they get started. They're just like, oh, I just, I had this idea and I just did it and it didn't do well. Right. Doesn't mean you suck. Just means you didn't have a plan. Right. Oh my God. This is so good. Okay. I'm okay. I have so many things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. First things first, you talking about researching topics that you could create content, create your videos about is so simple yet 
so smart. And I'm over here thinking, I don't even barely ever do that. It's like, we all think we need to just like reinvent the wheel every single time we make new content. I know I am good about repurposing or even just reusing older stuff and bringing it back through the rotation. I'm good about that. But what you're saying and researching it, I haven't always been so good at, and it's actually something that you might hear from a YouTuber, right? Because YouTube YouTube is a great search engine the way that TikTok is. Like how you said, you can search things very easily. And a lot of times a YouTuber will say that they'll say, well, I find my topic ideas by searching YouTube. So it's, you know, the same, same idea is so smart. I just had to say that because I think so often people think there's something wrong with that, but it's, it's not because you said it's, you're not copying them. You're literally just finding out what people want to watch. You know, I call it the lottery ticket method. Let's say you want to win the lottery and win the millions, right? It's the same thing when we post a video. You can either go and buy a ticket and guess all seven numbers, or I can give you a ticket that has five of the seven numbers already filled out. Which one do you think is going to bring you the millions? Of course, it's the one with the five numbers filled out, right? Well, that's what doing research does. It fills out some numbers on your lottery ticket. Now, it's not guaranteed you're going to win but you're going to have a much higher probability of success. And so that, you know, that whole, like, I have to come up with everything myself mentality goes out the window. Yes. You do have to come up with some of the stuff when you deliver the content, right? Your expertise. But as far as only posting content that you think has a good idea of success changes the game very drastically in your content strategy. Right. Wow. It's so smart. I'm literally going to be taking action on this, like this week myself with my own stuff. I hope everybody else is too. And then the other thing I was going to ask you about really quick, if you don't mind is yeah. like, what's so, I want to just get your opinion on this. It's so funny. Cause you're talking about, you know, hook and getting right into it and all that. And I teach a very similar thing. Like we've got to do that because people don't have a lot of patience right now. We're scrolling quickly. And so you got to say real quick, what's going to grab their attention. But, but as we both know, it's so often, Hey guys, I just wanted to come on here and, yeah. you know, take the time and, and it takes however many seconds to get into this intro. What is up with that? Do you think that that's a lack of education? Or do you think that we do that as some sort of like, a, is that a bad habit? Like, why are we rambling before we just get to the point? Yeah, I think that there's two things to, the, I call that the wind up. Okay. The wind up is like, okay, I'm on a wind up to the, okay. So there's two thought processes here. I think with short form content, you almost have to flip your video backwards. You have to start with the big thing and then uh, unpack it. Okay. The reason that people do that whole, Hey guys, I just jumped on here to do this. The wind up is because they they haven't prepared for the video. Okay. And every time somebody does that, I go, this person doesn't know exactly what they want to say. And I might still watch it, but I, they're just going to kind of like bounce around where when you get intentional with what you want to say before you press record, it changes your life because it makes creating that video more succinct and punchy. And um, really what we're doing here. It, Brittany is communication. It's high level communication in a short okay. period of time. It's, telling somebody something of interest to them and then concisely telling them in a way that either teaches them or gets them excited or entertains them. Right. And so the wind up is all just like, I, Hey guys, I have no idea what I'm about to say to you right now. And so I'm (laughs) I'm going to say this first because I'm kind of prepping my brain in the background. (laughs) That's a good point. I never thought about it that way, but you're right. It probably is lack of preparation. Um, I love it. And I love how you say you got to kind of work backwards. So Another question that came up because of that. So what about a call to action? We hear that in marketing, no matter if it's on Instagram or elsewhere, all the time, call to action, call to action. What do you want your person to do? Um, What do you think about that? How does that work into creating this really great reel that you're creating? Yeah, I mean, basically um, 
it depends on what you want. So whatever you want, if you want more followers, you need to say at the end of your video, follow for more tips. Okay. okay. You have to remind people because the way that people consume reels is a lot different than historically we've, we've uh, accepted content. It's flip, 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 flip. Your thumb actually has its own little brain. It just kind of does its own thing, right? And so if you're not reminding people of the things you want them to do, even if it's at the end of the video, they're not going to do them. So what I do is I, if I want followers, I'll say, you know, follow for more tips or hit the thing or something that indicates your, now it's your turn to do something. And what I do is I usually change the audio title. So I don't really use trending audio, as I said before. So it just says original sound. Well, I change that to follow for more tips because it scrolls across the screen. And so we can use these little, these little indicators to get people to do the thing we want. So if you want people to go to a landing page, tell them the link is in your bio and please, for the love of God, make sure that that link goes directly to that landing page, not to a link tree with where they've got to navigate and play a scavenger hunt to find what they want. Whatever you want them to do, if you want them to follow you, say it. If you want them to go to the next step with you, give them a link that's really easy to get to and goes directly where you want it to go. I love that advice in general for social media is like making it easy on people to take the next step. That's something else I've tried to, uh, I try to remind people of because you can get caught up. I mean, it's your thing, right? So you created your thing. You've got your, your cute bio filled out. You've got your, maybe your link tree or your website and all these things. And it's just like anything else. It's yours. You're familiar with it. So to you, it may seem easy. It's like, Dove, this is how you find my offer, yep. but it's not like that for the people on the other end. And they're so freaking busy that if it's like this multi-step process and they have to click 12 things, they're going to leave. There's no way they're getting to that 12th link ever. Ever. Yeah. And so you just, you know, if you're in business, you know, my thing is like, you know, you should have a target, right? And if your target is, I want to sell my course, then the only link you need to have anywhere is your course. And if you want people to see your interview on some podcast, then that's just take them directly because there is paralysis by analysis. And I think link trees are very valuable in some capacity, but if you have too much to choose from, the brain goes, this is burning too many calories, you know, of thinking about it, just shut it down. And then you're, you'll never see them again. Right. Okay, cool. So that's a good point. And so if for some reason, your type of structure, you do need something like a link tree, don't have 22 links on the link tree. <laughs> we got to no. narrow it down here. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, okay. And then one other thing, and I'm, I'm just throwing these questions at you. I'm sorry. I'll let you continue in a second, but sure, of course, what do you think about what do you think about like, ex how do I put this? This is hard. Kind of like expectations or managing your expectations because you're at different levels, right? So one person might be totally freaking beginner from scratch. Somebody else isn't like, how can people, cause I feel like social media, a lot of is, I feel like, like there's therapy involved. <laughs> like there's all this like, mindset and you have to be, you know, think, <laughs> think it through and what's your mission and all that stuff. And it's true. And then I think people will go, well, like, well, but he got such and such, I should get the same thing, but it's not like that. There's too many variables involved. How can someone help manage their own expectations on how this journey should be going for them and like, look for signs of like, oops, maybe I need to fix my yeah. reels. It's not working out, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, expectations are a big thing just in life to, to be aware of because it, they just set you up to be disappointed. So, you know, if you make something and you're like, I really think this is going to do well. And it doesn't, it is a disappointment. So the way to mitigate that is to do some research. And then you could say, well, I, I did my research. I 
this video should have done well, okay? But the second way to mitigate this is the whole game right now is non-follower reach. So when you post a reel, uh, the algorithm simply does this. It shows it to a group of people. It could be some of your followers. It could be some non-followers. And if those people do something with it, meaning they watch it, they interact with it, they save it, they share it, it shows it to another group of people. And then when those people do something with it, it shows it and shows it. And once people stop doing something with it, the algorithm stops showing it. It's that simple. It doesn't hate you. It doesn't judge you. It's not thinking about you. It's just like, are people enjoying this? Are people doing something with it? Show it tomorrow, show it tomorrow, show it tomorrow. So if you want to mitigate your expectations, all you need to do is think about the whole game is non-follower reach. So look at your insights and you don't even have to do this. If you have a thousand followers and you get a video with 2000 views, that means that a thousand people that didn't know you saw your video. Okay. Yeah. And that is a massive success. Okay. Because the only way to get new blood is to get shown to new people. So by just setting the expectation that Hey, if this video gets more than my follower count, regardless if it's 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, then this is working and it's good and it's a good thing. So that's the way to navigate that. And I know I've been there. I've made these super creative videos and it did nothing. And I'm like, ah, everyone hates me. But, you know, that's my that was all the energy I put into it and the expectation that I wanted out of it. So it's just about non-follower reach. Can you get over your followers? Then you're doing a great job. Okay. Okay, cool. That's a good, that's a good kind of like rule of something to, to a reference point, I guess. Yeah. To be able to live back at. Okay. Okay. So let me make sure we, so the first one was research. Yep. Right. And then, but we had multiple things under that where we, we, we had emulate, not copy, and then apply yourself to the concept and your expertise, but right. then refine. Yes. So right? refinement is really like, listen, I like, have my notes here. I've been writing notes as you've been talking. <laughs> perfection is boring. Perfection doesn't exist. So where people get hung up is I'm not going to post the video until it's perfect. I'm not going to post the video until it's perfect. You have to get into this method of I'm going to make each video 1% better. Okay. So when I first started out, I didn't know anything about lighting. I didn't know anything about cameras. I just put it in auto mode, threw some stuff up and made the video. And then I was like, okay, I noticed that the video doesn't look the way I saw it in my head. How can I fix that? Okay, then I'll work on the lighting a little bit and I'll work on the sound a little bit and I'll work on the, the camera angles a little bit. But it didn't all happen in one video. And if I would have waited for it to happen in the video before I felt really good about it, I wouldn't have posted any content. So the name of the game here is going to be incremental growth, right? One, make each video 1% better. Um, and I've totally lost the tangent I was on. Uh, capture my brain again, my ADD brain. <laughs> I was just making sure I had all the steps right. So oh, yeah. refinement, refinement. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> refinement is just uh, slowly getting better, right? The way you communicate, the way you script, the way you shoot um, and, and not waiting for that perfect video to go. Okay. Like I'll just say in my experience, it's, if I can get it to 75% of what I want, I'll post it. I'm not good. The different, the, the opportunity cost of that spending the extra time for the 25% doesn't get anything right. Some of the biggest videos are just somebody holding a phone. It's there's no production at all. So it's more about what's being said. It's a viral topic. It's, it's top of the zeitgeist, right? The third phase is consistency. And I'm not going to tell you how many times to post. However much you can keep up with long-term is how much you should post. But my number one rule is that if something works, you do it again, okay? So perfect example, I did a video recently, how to get free food, okay? Uh, it's a viral topic. It's, a, you know, everyone wants free food. It went mega viral on every platform. And so I said to myself, okay, well, the rule is, if it worked, I got to do it again. So I did how to get free Wi-Fi, boom millions of views. 
So when something works, I want you to consider doing it again. And I know the big the big thing is going to be, well, I'm, I sound like I'm repeating myself. I don't want to repeat myself. I don't want to be boring. Virality comes from predictability and not creativity. And this took me a lot. I'm a creative beast. Took me forever to learn. Virality comes from predictability, not creativity. And what people do when they follow you on social media is they're secretly unspokenly entering into an agreement with you that they want to spend a minute with you every day. And once you start deviating from what they want, they go, why, why didn't I follow this account again? And they unfollow you. The example I use is the discovery channel. Okay. We want to be referable. And if I was like, Hey, you come to me and you said, Hey, I want to watch some documentaries about the great pyramids. I go, go to discovery channel instantly referable, right? The algorithm does the same thing with us. It it refers us to people, right? So if I go to the Discovery Channel and there's a baseball game on, my first thought's going to be, oh, I must be on the wrong channel. And then my second thought, when I find out there is a baseball game on Discovery Channel, I'm going to be pissed at the Discovery Channel because that's not what they promised me. So when you do repeat yourself, what you need to consider is, A, you're getting new followers who haven't seen your greatest hits. Yep. B, People take hearing things multiple times before they actually learn it or apply it. And that being predictable in what people are going to get from you each day makes people feel comforted and know that they made the right choice by following you. Now, this is a big one that people can't get over. They think that it's got to be this every day is something new. And I used to be like that too. But if you research, continually refine your content, and once something works, you do it again, what happens is you will get access to what we call the wave, okay? So you have a baseline of views right now, and it's the average of what your views are. And if it's ping-ponging, like you get 2,000, 10,000, 100, 400, it means that the algorithm isn't sure who to show you to yet, okay? But once you get consistent, and I'm not talking about how many times you post, I don't think you need to post three, I don't even post once a day. I post like every other day at this point you bring up the wave of your, your baseline. So you'll see this thing where like all your views will go to 2000. Great. That means the algorithm knows exactly who to show you to. And if you keep doing it, you get to the next level, 10,000 views. And typically there's two waves that you hit before one of your videos goes mega viral because the algorithm's like, oh, I totally know who to show this to. And I can show it to more people. And so that's how it works. It is a process. It is not just like an overnight um you know, it's not an overnight switch that flips, but I guarantee if anyone listening goes and does research in their niche, if you're in marketing, go to TikTok and type marketing tips and look for the biggest video, whatever they say in the beginning of the video, you say that, and then you structure what you're going to say after that. You will get more views than you're, you're used to. I promise you that. So that's the three phase, research, refinement, and consistency. And I'm not talking about how many times you post. Oh my God, dude. Like... <laughs> That's so good. You're, you're really, I mean, obviously you're really good at this because clearly there's proof, but I just want to tell you, you're great at articulating this in, in a way that, that is going to be easy for everybody to understand, but that also is super um, exciting and how, you know, you're just, I just love it. Thank you so much for, for explaining all that. And when you said, I wrote it down, virality um, comes from predictability, not creativity. Yeah. My, I've been, I've been working in social media for freaking years and I've never even had anybody say that to me. That's so smart. Um, but then also I wanted to, to touch again, everybody listening, he said, you know, consistency, consistency is not about how many times every week that you're posting. Cause that's frequency. 
It's yes. different. It's, it's totally different. You're saying be consistent in, in the type of content, what yeah. you're putting out. Yeah. And, and when you said, I personally relate to this and I'm sure a lot of people listening to you as well. When you, pers- when you said, um, you know, something works, do it again. I I've uh, talked about this on the show before anybody listening may have heard me talk about this before, but in 2022, I had an experimental year. Um, and, and, and I experiment a lot. Cause like with my marketing agency, I kind of will be the Guinea pig sometimes and try things out yeah. and they might crash and burn <laughs> and they do a lot of times, but, but so 2022, there's a lot of experimenting and I learned that lesson firsthand of, you know, kind of give the people what they want kind of (laughs) feeling. And it's, it's so true. And I can totally vouch for what you just said is that, you know, um, and that actually makes it simple. And I don't know, what are we, are we thinking like, gosh, this is too good to be true that I could just kind of do the same thing over and over again. It's free, Uh, but it's It's free because now you're not up. You're, you know, and I'm all for experimenting. I think that like, sure. You got to sometimes if you have an idea, like absolutely experiment with it, but you know, people are experimenting every day and they're like, okay, I did this. And now today I have to do something different because I need to keep my audience excited. And that's not what they signed up for. They literally like, there's a study that shows that people watch the same TV show over and over again. And like the office, people just watch the office like on loop forever because part of knowing what's going to happen is comforting to people. And that's why they'll rewatch a TV show. So that applies for TV. It applies to social media too. I want to get something similar out of you and that consistent message and the consistent topics and all that. So it's very freeing because then it makes the job of coming up with these ideas. It's truncated. It's shorter. It's like, Oh, I know my core topics. Now I just need to keep doing some research and, you know, sharing what I know. And the funny thing is about anybody talking on social media is the things that you know, that are just baseline common knowledge to you are not common knowledge to everyone. I've done some videos that I thought, this is stupid. And people are like, I had no idea. And I'm like, how did you not have any idea that if you use the camera on the back of your phone, it looks better than the front, but people don't know. So don't be afraid to share basic things that you think are just like, oh, everybody knows that. That's probably gonna be your best content because not everybody does know that. You're so right. Agree with you 100%. That's a really important one to consider. And- And finally, before we wrap this up, I wanted to give you a chance to touch on something you and I kind of talked about before we started recording was different personalities and being your authentic self on camera. And I know we probably hear that a lot. You might be rolling your eyes right now, but it's a real thing. And it's, it's not, I think that maybe sometimes a message can get twisted. Like somebody like me, I'm always preaching, uh, be yourself. And I'm out here being silly and dancing and singing. So it doesn't mean do be like that. You don't have to be, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be like exciting and juggling fire. Although I always kind of say like, if you know how to juggle fire, you should probably do it yeah. on social media, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I think that we, we need to encourage people that even if your personality is more calm, great. Is that you? Like people want that people need all the different things. I think in the beginning stages, we compare ourselves to people, right? And so we think that because this person is doing it this way, that we have to do it this way. And what I learned was like, when I first started doing stuff on social media, I used to wear a sport coat and like a shirt, like a nice blue shirt. And because I I thought I'm gonna, I want to look professional and I want people to know that I'm a professional. But every time I would see myself in that way, I was like, that's not, that's not who I am. Like I wear hoodies, I wear hats, I wear t-shirts. And it's just, it's like almost, 
you know, we call it being a poser in the punk rock world, but like, yeah. it's just not who I am. And then when I leaned into my weird voice, like I have this weird high voice and a weird cackle and my personality is very just like kind of cheeky and all this stuff, things started to pick up. And I was like, oh, people actually like me. Like they like the me. And the more that I am the me, the more people like me. And, and so if you are chill, then figure out a way to be chill. I like to tell people, find the thing that you think is the worst part about your personality and amplify it. Perfect example is uh, Steve Buscemi, right? Actor, you all know yeah. Steve Buscemi. Really weird looking guy, crazy teeth, not what you think you'd see in Hollywood, right? Hollywood actually told him, we need to fix your teeth. We'll pay for it. He said, no. He has a weird voice. And now he's paid millions and millions of dollars to do voices on Disney movies. He took his weird thing and he turned it into his benefit. He turned it into his signature thing. And every single person needs to do that. They need to go, you know what? I'm really rambunctious. Then be rambunctious on your content. You know what? I'm more reserved than create that because there are people that are attracted to those different people. And not, you can't be everything to everyone. But if you're you, you will attract more of the people that are in tune with you. Ah, oh, perfect. That's a perfect way to wrap this up. That was amazing. Thank Can you. Can I so ask much. one favor of your audience? Yes, please okay, do. Listen. Running a podcast seems really easy. It's like, oh, you just turn the mic on and talk. It is <laughs> It is not easy, all right? You have to find guests. You have to do preparation. You have to get the tech right. You have to show up. You have to do the interview. You have to edit. It takes a lot of work. So if you could just do me one favor, if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode in this podcast catalog, I want you to, after this is over, go write a review, okay? But I want you to actually say something about the show, not just, I love this show. Tell Brittany what you love about it, what changed your life about it, because podcast reviews are like the lifeblood of keeping us alive when we do this. We know that somebody's out there and they're benefiting from it. It's free. It'll take you three minutes max, and it makes a huge difference to keep the show going. So just... Any episode, I know this is your favorite, but go write a review and say, oh, the episode on X blew my mind because X, and uh, it will make Britney stay. Y'all, I did not ask him to say that, nope. <laughs> but I'm, I, you, you, you're going to win guest of the year award for doing that now. Oh, I mean, I'll come take on. It. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. And I appreciate your time. And I, I'm obsessed with this. Like it's been really, really good. I'm very excited for everybody to hear it. Um, we'll put it, everything in the show notes, but give everybody a audio reminder of how to find you, um, follow you, get involved with what you're doing, work with you, all the things, please. Yeah. So, um, if you want to find me on social media, my number one platform is Instagram at Travis Brown, which is my name. Uh, I run my own account, send me a DM. I'll send you a message back. I talk, I love meeting new people. And then if you're more interested in the process, you know, we, we kind of went over the phases. Um, you can go to reelsmillionaire.com and there's a six minute masterclass on that goes into a little more depth on each thing and shows you some case studies and some examples that would really be helpful for you. It's totally free. Um, and then if, you know, if you, well, if you like what you see, there is a, an opportunity to have a chat with me. Um, no obligation, you know, but the six minute masterclass will really, um, take this interview to the next level for you. And listen, if anybody in the world wants you to win at this, it's me. So I want you to be really enjoying social media content. I want you to be yourself. I want you to use, you know, I want you to find the joy that I found in communicating over video, because again, I said, I was never going to do it. Right. And so, um, here I am today, my absolute favorite thing to do. And I know, um, 
that you deserve to get the views for putting in the effort and that social media is not reserved for influencers anymore. So go out there and blow their minds and get those views and feel good about yourself for a little while. Uh, so cool. Reelsmillionaire.com. That's genius as well. I love this so much. And I really appreciate you and your energy and all of your knowledge and everybody go find Travis and soak all of it in because um, he's got a lot to offer. Thank you so much, Travis. I appreciate Thank you. it. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.